0: Listener mail. Listener mail. I love it. I know. Mail alert. Mail alert. All right. I'm ready. Hit it. Dear Bobshi and Yaya. That's us. That's us. Mm. I have a great river cruise book from Amsterdam to Basel, Switzerland. Ooh, we love that. I'm so excited to see so many things. The cruise line says it will take care of my air arrangements if they want me to, or I can go do it myself. Is there a reason to not just have them take care of everything? I don't quite see the reason why I would do it on my own. Oh, dear listener, we have opinions about this. (laughs) All right, here we go. We're going to talk about why you are not extending your travel plans efficiently and answer this question. Ready? We're ready. Let's go. Let's do it. It sounds like such a great deal. You know, for someone else to do your plans for you. Yeah. But there's a couple of things you should know when it comes to those too good to be true travel deals. I never think they're too good to be true. Mm -mm. Yeah. Okay. Let's be clear because we're going to preach a little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're on our box again. What you pay for is your time your comfort, and your convenience. Those are the three things you pay for in travel. Okay, so you're paying for how your time is used, and you need to keep that in mind for everything that you do. Okay? When you're thinking about whether or not you want your cruise company to book your airfare, the price could come in cheaper, but you are going to pay for what you get Mm -hmm. getting a group rate airfare means that there is no upgrading and not many options so when you get there you're like oh i'd like to upgrade to a bigger seat no not happening Mm -mm. in short the control of your flight does not belong to you Mm. you can't use points or miles for upgrades you can add the trip to your account but it's, that's not going to, this is going to just give you points. Yeah. You're just going to get points. That's the most you can get out of a group travel rate airfare ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay. If there are, is any delay or cancellations, the tour company or cruise line will be in charge of how the problem gets remedied, which means you, again, don't have control over kind of one of the most important aspects of your travel. It's something to consider, Right. Okay, we think we have a better solution to make more efficient use of your investment. Yes. Right? Right. We call it the great before and the great after. That's super important. Okay. Choose to fly in early. Mm-hmm. You heard me. Choose to fly in early yes. and explore something close by or stay on later to enjoy after your tour, that's right. There's plenty of choices before or after your cruise or your tour package, mm-hmm. whichever one that you're going to do. And we have a couple of examples for for you going to Paris from. I think it, she said, "What did she say? Paris? No, she's no Amsterdam to Basel, okay." You should probably stay in Amsterdam a little longer. I would. And get to know the area before moving on. You can use huge cities like Paris or Rome. You could even use a Greek island. Yes hello, as a starting off point for a cruise before you move up to the great port of Piraeus and get on your trip from Athens. Right. Even cruises are jumping on board with the extended stay option. Have you seen it? They're often offered as an add-on, but look closely and you will see that they are often easily arranged and cover simple venues and activities that you could customized to exactly what you want yes so it's important to think about this we think that big cities are totally worth it for these maybe three or four day beginning or ending little add-ons you could also look at a series of day trips from the place that you start or the place that you end there are a lot of options there are so many options and because she says she's doing amsterdam to Basel, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Think of the day trip options she could have if she stayed in Amsterdam, put a couple days on before, mm-hmm. did what she wanted to do there, mm-hmm. and then at the end, mm-hmm. you could put stuff on the front and the back. And maybe you feel like the package that you've signed up for, the cruise or the tour package that you signed up for, is covering the kind of that starting place. We got you. Mm-hmm. We understand that's when you use the art of the layover to help you. Yes. And the art of the layover can be quite interesting. Right. The art of the layover, blah, blah. <laughs> the art of the layover has been analyzed from every angle possible. That's true. From Anthony Bourdain's show to movies about airport life, The layover is a great way to capitalize on your time. And I have to say, there are so many amazing ways to do this. Some people think that a layover is only a couple of hours. They're looking to get in and out of there. Here's what I'm saying. You can capitalize on a layover over a couple of days. Yeah. There's no reason to say that you have to take the next available flight out. It's not going to make your flying more or less expensive. No. It's going to cost you the same. It used to not be that way, but let's use our Amsterdam as our home base. Let's do that. Right? Okay. Just because that's kind of what was written okay. us. Okay. Amsterdam's home base. Why couldn't you fly into Paris first and enjoy three or four days in Paris before getting your next hop right over to Amsterdam? It would be an awesome idea. I think that's an incredible idea, right? And you can enjoy just a little bit of Paris. Paris is easily navigable. It's well-signed. All those things are there. Maybe you're doing something out of London. Right. Could Dublin be your layover? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, we planned a trip once going to London, and we looked at, and we came into Paris, Mm -hmm. spent three days in Paris, then we took the train to London. So nice. I'm thinking about those river cruises right now, and, you know, a lot of them leave out of Vienna. Could Munich be your stopover before you got yourself to Vienna? Why not? Yeah. I think those that is an option. And the possibilities and combinations are endless. Literally, you could do layovers from Edinburgh to Istanbul. Yeah. They, they all exist, right? You could create a few-day layover either on the back end of your trip or the front end of your trip very easily. And create those things and maybe even add in a few day trips from there. Definitely worth it. And the reason I want to say this Mm -hmm. is I want to look, because our, the writer, our listener said, I don't quite see the reason why I do it on my own. Like I do it myself. Yeah. This is why. This is why, because then you can choose Mm -hmm. what you want to do. You have the control over your itinerary. And that doesn't mean that you have to walk away from using a travel agent. No, to no, no, help no, no. You, right? no, right? You can still have somebody help you, and they may have a lot of great suggestions for you too, if this is not a comfort zone for you to make this decision. Right. So it's definitely worth it. Now, the other piece of the layover is the quick layover. Let's kind of put this together, okay? <laughs> Let's say you got a flight out um, and you're on your way to Amsterdam. And you have to fly through Copenhagen. Okay. Okay. Copenhagen is one of the best layover airports that we know because it's such a quick ride into the city. Okay. So uh, yep, let's yep. say you have two choices in the second leg of your flight. Choice number one leaves mm, three hours after the arrival of your overseas flight. Choice number two leaves eight hours after it sounds like eight hours is going to be miserable. But if I take just a minute and I think about this, that eight hours might be something I could truly capitalize on. And here's how. We can turn around And go and enjoy Copenhagen for maybe four of those eight hours, maybe go and see a little Tivoli Gardens, maybe go and see the harbor, Yeah. maybe take a little boat ride in that area, run right up there on the train, come on straight back to the airport, catch the second leg of my flight, I'm in Amsterdam. I just got in a Copenhagen stop that maybe I would have never had the chance to do do because maybe it's a little bit more out of the way. And it's possible that maybe my flight was cheaper because I routed myself through Copenhagen. I've had that happen. Like when I was talking about Paris and London, Mm -hmm. it was way cheaper to fly into Paris than it was to London. And the train ticket was nothing. Exactly. And it was a nice little ride. Exactly. How about this? Let's say I want to go on a river cruise in Portugal to the wine country, to where Port is. Mm -hmm. So I would have to go to Porto, Portugal for that. That's where it would start. And then it would bring me on that beautiful river through all the vineyards. Okay. Very famous cruise. Why in the world am I flying into Porto when I could fly into Lisbon? get a little bit of Lisbon time in, mm-hmm. and then instead of even flying up to Porto, couldn't I just grab the train? Why not? Boom, right up the coast. Look at those views out the window all the way up there. Get a little nap in maybe as I'm making my way north. And they can, you just tell them, don't meet me at the airport. Please meet me at the train station. Yeah. The cruise line is going to say yes to that. Yes, they will. They're not going to have a problem with that. So I think that there are... St- kind of innumerable options that exist here that are well worth your time to investigate to make sure that you're getting the most out of your travel time and adding those two or three days before or after can really make the investment in that airline ticket mm-hmm. which is your largest expense yes, yes right and then next after that comes your accommodations right, right? so Why not use your travel plans and extend them to kind of give you more of a bang for your buck? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, you talked about airports that have great layovers. Yes. And things where you can have a layover and get out and do things. Mm -hmm. We haven't really touched on the airports that may be a little tougher. Oh, there are a couple of tough ones. You know, like, I'm flying into Amsterdam, and I have a, let's say, five-hour layover. Mm -mm. That, I've got five hours. Yeah. Yeah. Not in Amsterdam, you don't. No. That's a tough airport to get in and out of in terms of a quick exit. And a quick re-entry. Right. It's tough. You're going to need 10 or more hours for an airport like that to make it even worth getting out of the airport to go into the city. Right. Because it's kind of in the burbs, And you need to research this. Absolutely. You should definitely know more about your airport than I think we put time into knowing about. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Another one that I would put at the top of that list is... Paris's Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> lordy, lordy, lordy at the corridors in this particular airport. Man, they just you just walk and walk and walk and walk, and 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 walk, walk there. And, walk. and you're 45 minutes outside of the city center. So before you get to see anything, it's taking you probably an hour and a half just to make it to the city center. If you only have 5 hours, you're, you get 30 minutes, maybe. I'm just going to say you're, you're SOL. I think you are. Paris is a tough one. You know, you get there. What if you're like, oh, I got time, I got time, and then you're realizing I don't have time and I'm going to miss my flight. Yeah, because you're going to have to go back and go through security. Your bag doesn't, but you do. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Dublin is the same way. For Dublin, Paris, Amsterdam, and I would even put Munich in that department just because as lovely as the Munich airport is. it is lovely. It is lovely. It's 45 minutes outside of the city. Yeah, You know, it's a lot of train stops outside of the city. And it's definitely something to consider. Um, When you're looking at an airport that you think may not be a good choice, though, I'm going to give you one and you're going to say, no way. Okay, give it to me. Ready? Heathrow. What? I know. Not to go into London, but to go into Windsor. Yeah. Yes. 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 Right? Windsor is very close to Heathrow. The planes go right over His Majesty's garden, mm-hmm. right? And you can get in and back to Heathrow in a reasonable amount of time. You can't get into London and kind of take on London, but man, you could take on Little Windsor. Yeah. That's an option. And maybe that's kind of the way you need to look at a couple of these particular airports is I can't get into the big city that it's involved with, but maybe if I know something that's right there. Right. It could be very worth So I think going back to our listener and her question, I Mm -hmm. definitely think it's worth Her putting some input into this planning, Yes, I don't think I would want to hand it over and say, okay, do whatever. Mm -hmm. Because you're missing out on some opportunities. You are. And there are plenty of options to go with that. When we're talking about all those options, remember, add on to the front add on to the back use your layovers efficiently make sure that you're looking at what all your options are before you commit to having somebody else be in charge of your because remember you've already spent the big bucks to get over to europe yeah why not capitalize on that and see something else while you're there yeah exactly You're listening to Babshi and Yaya Travel the World, and we hope that you are enjoying today's conversation. We invite you to become part of our travel community, so head on over to babshiandyaya.com. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A, Y-I-A and subscribe to our blog so that you can be kept in the loop as we talk about destinations and how to make travel a priority in your daily life, whether you are travel dreaming or you've got boarding passes in your hand. We've got resources, plans, and plenty of inspiration to get you ready for whatever adventure awaits. You can find us on all of the social media at Babshia and Yaya, and we hope that we see you there. All right, Terry. it's a week before our trip and we're so used to this kind of get ready mode. And over the years, we've learned quite a few little shortcuts and hacks to help make sure that we kind of make it through this week successfully so that when we step out the door for our trip, we're good to go. Yeah, kind of like tricks of the trade. Exactly. So we want to share those with you. So here are our top six things that you should do the week before you're leaving. It's going to make for everything to go so smooth. It is. Okay, number one. Uh huh. Let's take care of all those bills that are going to come due when you're gone, or maybe even the first couple weeks you get back so you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Schedule, prepay, whatever it is that you need to do. Nobody wants that stress when they're traveling. You just want to make sure that it happened and move on, right? Can you imagine not paying your electricity bill and coming home to that refrigerator? Mm-mm. No, yuck, Mm-mm. yuck, make yuck, you do yuck, that. yuck. Number two, this is super important for those people who have little furry family members. Yes, you want to make sure you have all the arrangements made for your furry friends, mm-hmm. because I know. Like you, you have a furry friend. Yes. I have four. Yes. So it's super important. We're very fortunate that we have family that's going to stay with them. Mm -hmm. They're not going to have to go and be boarded or have a sitter come by. Mm -hmm. But you need to make sure you have that taken care of well in advance. And, you know, you definitely, especially if you're going to board, because oh, you yeah. know how those kennels fill up. Mm-hmm. And you also have to have a Bordetella shop for your furry friends if you're going to bring them to a kennel. Like there's so many little things that you need to do. And you want a little bit of time to confirm all of that. Also, do they have all their medication if they need it? Please. Do they have all the food that they need? Do they have their little flea and tick treat that they have to take? uh maybe a new toy to get mm-hmm. them through all of those little tiny things really kind of add up and are helpful to take care of before you walk out the and door. you know i don't board mine just because they can't they yeah. just okay yeah i can't either yeah so what i do is i set up my dog food on uh recurring oh oh so like, it just shows um, up at my door a subscription yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah I have done that, and then I just, because my dog is much smaller than your dog is, I just buy enough for the whole time I'm going. I just have mine keep on coming. Yeah. I don't blame All you. Right. I don't blame you. Now, another trick. This mm-hmm. I don't think this is a trick. This is a must do. hmm Recheck every reservation you have. Yes. Especially in the age of pre-booking. Yeah. Because that is a huge issue is making sure that you are not missing out on a date being wrong or exactly what happened to us time and time again. We had a flight set up for us and one of the names is misspelled wrong so it doesn't match the passport, you're just going to go through everything so that flight day and those days when you're showing up to all these places that you've pre-booked, you know it's the right date, you know it's the right time, you're going to have fewer stumbles if you take care of all oh, of that. Oh, yes. So much less. And even if you want to print out your confirmations, mm-hmm. I know that we use the app TripIt. It takes, we put them all on there. Exactly. We have them at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. it just makes for peace of mind it does it's a peace of mind thing and it takes the worry off the top oh so much yeah now number four go for it i want you to make sure that when you do this have realistic standards yeah okay so get your house in shape so you want to make sure you have it the way you want to return to it (laughs) here we go number four guys Make sure you have your house in the shape that you want it in when you come home, like have all your laundry done, yeah, have you know the trash taken out, but have some realistic expectations if someone is staying behind, you have family members that are left behind that they may not keep things up to your standard i I think that's true. I, I think more in terms of the comfort level of coming in tired from that trip. For example, one of the things that I like to make sure is that my laundry basket is empty because yes. I'm going to probably come home with some dirty to fill it up, right? And I'm also probably going to need to go through mail. I probably am not going to want to cook that night that I come home. Maybe I make sure that I leave the number for the local pizza delivery on the counter. DoorDash. Yeah, right on right on the refrigerator. Maybe I make sure that my refrigerator is cleaned out. May, with there's no extra leftovers. You know what I like to do? Mm. I like to put fresh sheets on the bed yes yeah that's what I'm talking about I think just kind of those little comforts so mm-hmm. that when you come in you're gonna you're gonna be exhausted it's gonna be a good night's sleep and you can kind of get yourself reset pretty quickly right so those are kind of the things to focus on with that I think more than anything okay number five uh-huh this is an important not maybe not for everybody but it is for us yeah Medication. Yeah. Med- medication check. Mm-hmm. Not only do you need to make sure you have all the medication you need prior to going, mm-hmm. you also don't need to come home on that day and be like, oh my gosh, I don't have anything for tomorrow. And what am I going to do? What do yes. I do? Yeah. Nobody wants that. You need to count it out, make sure you have enough, get with your doc if you don't, tell them that you have 72 hours or so before you leave. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have all of that in order so that it's smooth sailing all the way through. No, oh, totally agree. Yeah. Last thing I like to do, we both like to do this, mm-hmm. is we make all our appointments of things like doctors, maybe a hair appointment, whatever you need to make. Yeah. The vet for your pupper. Yeah. Make it before you leave so it's set up. Yes. And you don't have to stress about, oh, my gosh, I've got to get back. I've got to get in the doctor and blah, blah, blah. And my nails and this This and and that. that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. If you have it all set up before you leave, your calendar's kind of taken care of on the other end. That's one less thing you have to do when you return as you're regrouping. Because let's face it, it's going to take everybody at minimum 48 hours to kind of regroup with your sleep and unpack your suitcase and that's at a minimum oh yeah you know most people take probably closer to a week to do that and i think it's important not only you you know the excitement of prepping for leaving for your trip but it's uber important to be prepping for when you come home yeah i mean i know everyone oh don't be talking about the end of the vacation already Mm -hmm. trust me you it's going to be so much better being prepared because here's what i want to come home to I'm going to roll my suitcase into the door. I'm going straight to the laundry room to start a load. I've already ordered that pizza on my DoorDash, Mm -hmm. or I've grabbed something out of the freezer and thrown it in the microwave. Maybe my favorite little frozen meal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I'm going to go sort through the mail. Just make sure there's nothing that needs my attention immediately. Mm -hmm. Everything else can wait. Everything else is taken care of. Everything else is done. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to eat that, throw on an episode of The Amazing Race, right? And relax and kind of start my regrouping process in my freshly made That's bed. My, I love it. Take a shower, get yes. all your airplane cooties off. Exactly. Put on your comfy clothes. So much easier, right? Yeah, yeah. And that is the six things that we would definitely make sure that we focus on the week before we leave. We hope that no matter where you go in the world, no matter how far or how near, we, we wish you a bon voyage and happy travels. We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We drop two episodes every month for year-round travel fun. You can find more tips, hacks, destination guides, and inspiration at bobshenyaya.com. That's also where you'll find information about our upcoming workshops and our upcoming small group travel experiences. That's right. We'd love for you to join us during our travel season as we take in glorious destinations like Edinburgh, Paris, Warsaw and Amsterdam. It's going to be so much fun. Don't hesitate to leave us a little comment or review, especially over there on iTunes where the numbers do all the talking. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on all the social media, including TikTok and Facebook, by searching at Babsi and Yaya. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A, Y-I-A. We look forward to sharing our next episode with you. All right, a little warts and all podcasting. We're sitting here in Krakow, Poland. We're getting ready to leave for the airport in just a few minutes, and I thought it would be cool to just talk about what it was like the past almost two weeks that we've been just in this city. In this wonderful little city. Yeah. I mean, there's so much here, and I thought maybe we'd do a couple of takeaways. Like, things that people may not recognize are important. Simple things yeah. like... um in the Kashmir's districts, for example, Friday nights are Shabbat, and some of the things are not going to be open from Friday right. night to Saturday. So like, if you want to run over and hop into that little Jewish bookstore mm-hmm. and get something, you need to be uh, remindful that if it's on a Friday, Shabbat Shalom. Exactly. It's not going to be open. Exactly. Another thing that maybe people don't recognize is that there's kind of a switch in tipping around here as well. Yeah, I see a gradual change going on. Yeah, from literally no tipping at all in this area, what we're starting to see is a 10% service charge added to to larger groups, large groups, or we got a little note in, in our bill that said, no service charge has been put on your bill. And the waitress asks us, normally that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of new and it surprised me a little. Normally we don't deal with that issue um, near as much as like the United States where we're constantly tipping, uh, tipping, tipping, And calculating all those tips. Now I will say another thing I've noticed this time that we're here here. That some places are really asking you to pay in cash. Yeah, more than I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had gone almost to a swipe and go climate here. Yeah. And now we're seeing, oh, maybe cash, maybe cash. And I want to say we came across that maybe three or four times times. altogether. With our transportation contract, they wanted that. Uh, With our rafting. With our rafting down in the mountains, although... The reason I think for that is because when you're on the side of the river paying, it's a little easier. They easier. don't have to carry. Yeah, so I think that that's been the way it's always been. Then there's a little restaurant down the street from us that says cash, which I appreciate them putting out on the sign before you go in and sit down. Yeah, it shows cash payment only. So but you, that was nice. You know what bothered me though about that restaurant, in all honesty. Yeah. It wasn't full and it's got one of the best reviews in town and i think it's because they're cash only and it's like your restaurant would be packed if you took a card though so i don't know there's kind of pros and cons to that and then the only other thing i think we came across was we went and we got our feet a little pedicure at one of the local salons and they wanted cash as well so wasn't this over-touristy things that wanted cash. It was kind of the behind-the-scenes things, right? Right. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. That was really interesting. Okay, another thing that we noticed was that, as always, as always, Lodi, is Lodi, at the top of everyone's Lodi, list? Lodi, Lodi before lunch, Lodi before breakfast, Lodi after dinner, That's right. All over town, you see signs for Lodi and boys and girls out there in travel land, Lodi is some of the best ice cream you've ever had. And the cheapest. It's cheaper than a bottle of water. Yep. A scoop of ice cream is actually cheaper than buying a bottle of water here. Our recommendation is I would just go around to all your different Lodi places, and choose which one you like best. Mm-hmm. Now we did get an insider tip that if you do come across a place called Good-Lud, Good Lood, no, Good Lood, Good Lood, that was totally worth it. That was like supposed to be the best ice cream in town. So fair enough. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. That. Yeah, yeah. Now one of maybe the more uh, distracting things, because I don't want to use the word annoying. Yeah. Uh, on one of the main drags, pedestrian drags, there are two of those touristy kind 7D of, cinema. Yeah, kind of things with the mirror maze. And yeah. okay, so they these kids are all around and they're wearing checkered shirts. Either red or blue. Yes. And they are really busking out there trying to get you to come into this place. Gosh, we must have passed them 50 times and they still didn't pick up that we were the same people they asked 30 seconds ago. But, you know, I have to say they were very, you know, there was not an issue. Just say no and mm-hmm. keep on going. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, OK, another issue that maybe people are not would be surprised about is that not every accommodation has AC. That's right. Yeah, We have been living for the past 12 days Mm -hmm. without AC. Yeah. But I'm telling you, you would never know where we're located. And we've had days as high as 90 here. Mm -hmm. But at night, it's so cool that... You still need a blanket. Yeah. Not a problem. Not a problem. A fan and an open window. Perfection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, it is a party town, though. Yes. Now, see, we I don't think we're ever going to reveal our location mm-hmm. because we don't want to share. <laughs> but you can hear when it's a Friday, Saturday night, you have the stag parties going on. The hen parties are about. And they go until 4 or 5 in the morning. They're usually mm-hmm. the ones that wake us up in the morning with open windows. They're at it. They or are- the street cleaners. Yes. Yes, and I think maybe that's another thing. As many people are that are that are here, as many people that are using these spaces. There is constant cleaning every morning to keep this place looking as wonderful as it can look. Yeah. Yeah. So And I'll say this, I've never felt as safe walking around mm-hmm. than I do here. I know a lot of people, "Oh, don't go to Poland. There's a war." We're like 10 hours away. Oh, maybe even more. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you'd never know. Yeah. It, there is a Ukrainian presence here. Yes, there Out is. on the main square every day, there are some refugees that are, you know, talking about the war, as it should be. You know, right. it's, it's a bad thing that's happening, but we certainly don't see the after effects of that here. No. You know, this is definitely a city where you can come and enjoy your time. Oh, exactly. For sure. Maybe the last thing that we need to talk about is the fact that it's okay to get out of the city a little bit. We Definitely. Did, we talked about going to the mountains. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Getting down there and rafting on the Dunayets River um, was a great afternoon and grabbing lunch before coming back. Another place that you may want to get out to, there are some pilgrimage sites in each direction. There's Wadovice, where the Pope was born, Our Lady of Częstochowa, and the Mother Faustina and JP Chu compound. Those are all available to you kind of in a different direction. Of course, the Auschwitz Memorial, which is a must in our opinion. A must. And And you could even take a day trip to, let's say... Warsaw. Exactly. and you can get up to Warsaw and kind of see what the difference is between up there and down here. Can you guys hear the tram going by? Yeah. Now, prob- the last one that I would probably recommend that's not in the city center itself or you know, in super close proximity is the Valiska Salt Mine. Right, right. Yeah, because it's like nothing you've ever that's seen. That's a must. Yeah. It's very unique. And to know that it's still a working mine yes absolutely so. yes so listen from poland to you guys we're so happy that you'll travel with us happy travels wherever you go <laughs> is it what was that supposed?